Welcome to KAW Radio. Broadcast every Thursday via Spreaker.com, we bring to you the latest news and information on Kick-Ass Wrestling, the scene for British underground wrestling since 2008. Good evening everyone, it's Thursday the 15th of November 2018, it's episode 3 of series 7 of KAW Radio, I'm your host David Lovell and uh, um, I have finally gotten over the quote-unquote Ebola virus and uh, with a uh, hint of that Southside uh, thing that's been going around too, I don't know, is that a bacteria or is that uh, is that viral too, I don't know, <laughs> the point is folks is that I enjoyed a bunch of lady graps for days uh, friday saturday and sunday so i'll talk about those later on um but we've got a bit of a pressing issue in that on sunday afternoon uh november the 18th we've got kaw november pay nine now we've kept this pretty much under wraps as far as the lineup is concerned um for a couple of reasons number one um we've kind of put this on in a relatively pop-up fashion um for example we didn't even know that certain individuals were going to even be a part of the show uh necessarily until yesterday um and in the case of one person we actually had to um get this person down on basically a week's notice so it's been a pain in the ass quite frankly but uh we will talk about november pain nine and what is set for it um in just a second, but uh, in the meantime, um, goodness me, uh, how's your week been? Mine's been, like I said, very busy. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll talk about the Lady Graps for Days weekend, for lack of a better expression. Started on Friday uh, when I made the trip up to Sheffield, um, and uh, I like Sheffield, very nice. Um, apparently, it's where the full Monty was set very funny film um but uh genuinely um i had a fucking blast because i didn't take my esteemed colleague mr liam stevens to uh sheffield uh because well liam is as i've mentioned a million times before very old-fashioned when it comes to his graps um and he decided to go to um a some wrestling that was a little bit more sausage festy, let's just say, than the uh, wrestling I was going to. So, you know, I'm not going to judge necessarily, but I'm going to judge. <laughs> no, it's only because uh, knowing Liam, he tends to uh, avoid women's wrestling like the plague, and uh, he's actually fallen asleep during women's matches at shows, which I think is just a tiny bit uh, offensive, if you ask me. But then again, it's probably me being offensive on behalf of the ladies in question who probably just, you know, take it on the chin. You know, they don't necessarily show it, but who knows? Um, I could be completely fucking wrong there, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, So, yes, I've got five shows to talk about, actually, because I went to a show on Tuesday. um, And I'll briefly uh, talk about that, too. So, strap in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We're in for a bumpy ride um but there's gonna be a you know some i think um trying to remember a lot of the um, odds and sods of uh what has uh 
gone down, I suppose, in the last seven days, it's going to be a bit of a pain in the ass because, I'll be honest, I can't remember half of the shit. I do remember I had a fucking good time. Not not denying that one iota, but, uh, God, it's going to be difficult to remember everything. So, as mentioned, I was in Sheffield on Friday um, for Southside Queen of the Ring 2018. Um, and, it, you know, like I said, first time I've been to Sheffield. Very nice little ve- venue. Uh, that'd be Corporation. Um very gritty venue as well. I like. I, I quite liked it, and also this was a in a bubble, quite a quite a good show actually. Um, thinking about it now, um, again, I'm kind of drawing a blank on specifics of matches and stuff like that. But uh, I do remember having a really good time. So um, taking a look at results of uh, this show, and um, I kind of um, oh that was it. We, I was um, in the company of the infamous Noisy Boys. Um, I've been an honorary Noisy Boy in the past, and uh, I am part of the spin-off act known as the Loud Lads, which is myself and Mr. Liam Stevens, evidently. Um, myself and Liam are just like, you know, just fa- we just fannied around one or you know, this uh, around August and actually filmed a pilot of them, which was taking the piss out of the Noisy Boys. Um, um, Wrestling Travels TV uh, YouTube show that they did for a couple of episodes. Um, we actually did the Loud Lads uh, TV or some bollocks like that, and uh, it's never seen the light of day. So uh, I might, I might, I don't know. I might release it. I don't fucking know. But um, in all seriousness, um, you know, talk, I'm talking about you know the Noisy Boys, are, you know, cracking lads to you know, cr- you know, good good crack, you know, and. Um, on the coach there, we actually fantasy booked Wrestle Queendom 2, which was, uh, um, as I'll talk about later on, the results from She Won kind of blew a lot of our predictions off uh, kilter, quite frankly. Now, I did actually say that uh, when we fant- did the fantasy booking, um, we basically said it was either going to be 100% accurate to a T, or it was going to be to be complete and utter bollocks and disproved by Sunday afternoon. <laughs> well, close, Sunday evening, but nonetheless. Um, I'll get to the she won the second, but that was the trip up to Sheffield. Um, and so getting to the, the uh, Southside show, which was a fun show, as mentioned. Um, they had a basic single elimination tournament um, the winner would walk out with the Queen of Southside Championship, currently at that point in time held by Casey Owens. Um, and if Casey was to uh, be eliminated in the tournament, um, the title would not be awarded until the final, basically. Um, so for lack of a better expression, it'd be vacant until the final. So, hypothetical situation. Uh, if Casey were to lose in her opening round against Kimberly, um, the title would be put on the line only in the final. So... Uh, but fortunately for Casey, she did advance over Kimberly in the opening contest um, in the first round. Of the first round matches, saw Shana defeat Zaya Brookside, one half of the Southside Tag Team Champions. Um, Millie McKenzie defeat Chris Wolf, and Kaylee Ray defeat Killer Kelly. Um, all four of those first round matches, very good. You know, it, it was it set a very high bar for uh, for the show. Personally, I thought. Um, and so we get to the semi-final, 
where Shana defeated Casey Owens to advance to the final, and therefore we'd see a new Queen of Southside champion. So, uh, not quite... Uh, um, I think Casey, if I'm right, won the um, tournament last year. So, um, out at the semi-final stage. It's a, like it's a very, very tough tournament to uh, to wrestle in. As a matter of fact, uh, Kaylee Ray, who I believe won the tournament two years ago, uh, was knocked out by Millie McKenzie in her semi-final. So, um, we guarantee the new Queen of Southside. And talking about the Queen of Southside Championship, I may even have mentioned it uh, when previewing the show last week on KW Radio. Um, Kaylee Ray's held the title three times. Casey, of course, the most recent champion. Um, pretty much cornerstones of Southside's women's division for a considerable amount of time, and especially case of Kaylee Ray. Um, first Queen of Southside champion. Only female to have um, held the speaking championship. Um, so... You know, you're talking about, like I said, parts of the furniture when it comes to Southside eliminated at the semi-final stage. Um, but before we got to the final, we had two bonus matches, uh, which saw Lana Austin defeat Shax and Vader Scott defeat Kanji. Both very good matches, I thought. Um, and then your final matchup was a fucking war. It, lasted, uh, it was the longest match by a considerable margin. It was about 16 minutes. And Shana got the win over Millie McKenzie to become the Queen of Southside Champion and win the 2018 Queen of the Ring. Um, and I would argue, actually, this final matchup, I do have some, uh, one thought about it, um, is that sh- this was probably Shana's best matchup I've ever seen her in. Um, outs- uh, uh, you, you could argue outside of Pro Wrestling Eve. Because that's... More or less where I've seen Shana the most. Um, She was a part of the... um, Obviously part of um, Eve when it started up in 2010. um, And sort of definitely was a cornerstone in that early... That first era of Eve from 2010 through to 2013. I think most recently, come to think of it, I had seen her at the 2018 International Grand Prix um, for BEW. And she was knocked out in the first round, I want to say. Um, but uh, got a repechage to the final. Uh, but um, didn't walk out with the in, with the IGB title or indeed the BW Women's Championship. But um, is held by the current IGP winner and still the champion uh, in Casey Spinelli. So... Uh, yeah, I actually kind of sort of forgot that Shana was actually in that tournament until I did a bit of research um, early this week. And Millie McKenzie, um, arguably the MVP of the tournament, um, her matches in you know her match with Kaylee Ray was just balls to the wall. Nothing, n- no, no zero, you know, waste in motion there. Quite frankly, and. Millie faced Chris Wolf in the first round as well, so um, what's not to like about Chris Wolf? So, um, but genuinely, this was a fun show and was very much worth the journey up there. It was a four. It was a nine. So we got. So we left the Victoria Coach Station at nine a.m. I think, half, either half past eight or nine o'clock. I'm honestly drawing a blank. We. Uh, it was about a four-hour journey, um, and then we had to. We. 
uh, left Sheffield at about half past one in the morning um, and then got in at about 6am. Um, that included apparently a stop at uh, services on the M1 for about an hour, which uh, apparently is a scheduled stop, I've been told. So uh, there was nothing uh, wrong necessarily with that. So um, yeah, so Southside um, get a thumbs up from me. They returned to Sheffield with a double header on the 29th of December um, and um, I like Sheffield it's uh, it, as far as northern towns are concerned it's relatively easy to get to um, I mean getting on the there on the train it, it costs an arm and a leg but you get there in about an, an hour and a half two hours so it's not like it's you know the uh, end of the universe quite frankly Um I mean, sometimes I've been to places in London. It's taken me two hours to get there, um, such as the um, vast expanse of London. Um, but this was a, you know, like I said, well worth the journey. Well worth the good, you know, it was some good crack with some noisy boys, as it were. And uh, you know, fair, you know, hats off to uh, everyone in the tournament, and to even the, you know, the two bonus matches as well. Um, kind of uh, reminded me that uh you know there's some folks that don't get around the british scene you know referring to Shaxon to Lon Austin two two girls that don't get around very often you know you know around the uk scene as much as they should um evidently on the, this past sunday lana made her debut for progress um in manchester um and that was long overdue, in my personal opinion. Um, Vader Scott is Vader Scott, but um, in her opponent, Kanji, you're talking about someone who uh, arguably is a f- uh, certainly someone to look for in the future. I've sung her praises a couple of times, actually. Um, I saw her at Wrestle Nina Samuels at uh, uh, Shevolution Stage 2 back in, I want to say, August. I'm drawing a blank on fucking dates. You know, that's how many shows I've been to, but um, certainly a lot of premise. Uh, a premise, a lot of promise. Goodness me, I'm dyslexic today. I've I've reached a state of dyslexia, but uh, <laughs> as you would expect. So, <clears throat> t- right. So next t- uh, two days, um, and the most grueling tournament in women's professional wrestling, possibly um, of all time. Pro Wrestling Eve, she won. Um, Last year's series was fucking ace. Um, pun obviously there, but not necessarily intended. <laughs> um, and it was a real good, and there was a feel good moment there in, in Charlie Morgan becoming the 2017 um, She Won winner and the quote unquote ace of Eve. Um, 2018, there was a, a slightly different journey that we took. In that um, shitty little railway arch in Boyser Street. Um, again, I'm drawing a bit of a blank on exactly what happened in some matches. Um, if I can remember, then I will probably remember uh, as I as I can. Um, so, looking at day one, so opening show on the afternoon of Saturday. Um, uh, firstly, there was um, some late moment pullouts, as it were. Uh, uh, Ginny was replaced 
by uh, Erin Angel, uh, I believe, <laughs> who um, then there was a draw to... Um, basically, they, they did a draw beforehand, and Erin Angel switched blocks with Casey. Um, so Erin Angel was in block B, Casey moved to block C. Um, so that set the table a little bit there. Uh, so... There was a bit of confusion, but nonetheless, Eve kind of took the ball by the horns as far as um, sorting that out was concerned. Um, I will say this, actually. That was one thing that was certainly not my cup of tea, necessarily. And that was the, 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 the litany of injuries, apparently, that uh, that uh, came out of this. But it's not ballet. Um, I'm not going to deny that. But at the same time, goodness me, there was a lot of folks that... Uh, Got a bit a, a bit knocked a, a bit crocked. Let's just say during this weekend. Um, so show one results. Um, so starting with block A, Viper over Millie McKenzie and Jamie Hayter over Madison Eagles. Block B. Uh, this is not necessarily in actual order, but this is order. Like I'm sort of grouping them by block, just for um, my sort of. Uh, Convenience, I suppose. Block B matches saw Charlie Evans defeat Aaron Angel and Chris Wolf defeat Rhea O'Reilly. Um, and Block C saw Command Bolshoi defeat Jetta and Tony Storm defeat Casey. So the the main thing that came out of show one is that Rhea O'Reilly got injured. Um, uh, and uh, long story short, she had an, a nagging knee injury. I think she had suffered that a couple of weeks previously. Um... But considering this was she won and this was, you know, the thing that Rhea missed last year due to a broken leg, it, you know, you can see obviously she wanted desperately to be a part of this tournament and uh, sometimes the soul is willing but the flesh not so much and, uh, so, I mean, Rhea finished the match, fair play to her, but uh, on show two she had to uh, withdraw from the tournament and... Talk about a repechage for for your current ace at the time. Uh, Charlie Morgan replaced Rhea. So um, that uh, set the tone for for show two on the evening of the uh, Saturday. Um, and because I'm a twat, I'm actually going to read them as... Read the results as they actually happened. Um, so in block A, Viper defeated Madison Eagles. Um, in block C... Uh, Command Bolshoi defeated Casey and Tony Storm defeated Jetta, so two block C matches in a row there. In block B, Charlie Morgan replacing Rhea O'Reilly defeated Aaron Angel. Um, in block B, Chris Wolf defeated Charlie Evans. Um, and in block A, Jamie Hayter defeated Millie McKenzie. Um, again, trying to remember if there was anything that happened on this show, particularly. I can't remember anything off the top of my head which is fucking frustrating um but I think what it was I was just absolutely I was starting to feel a little bit tired obviously because at that point in time I had been up since about 6am um and it was a long long day getting to Resgal for about one thirty. um I you know I had maybe an hour's extra sleep between getting back from Sheffield and heading to Bethnal Green. It was a, it was like I said a very long day. 
quite frankly. Um, so on to show three, which I can remember some stuff. Um, in short order, Madison Eagles defeated Millie McKenzie. Now Millie was one of the um, one girl that got really banged up. Um, she suffered a shoulder injury, I think, during the the second show, and you, you could tell that you know she, she was taped up to the nines and uh, during this. And Eagles made quick work of her. Jamie Hayter defeated Viper to win Block A, um, and absolutely murdered Viper, which I don't know. It it felt like overkill, but. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? So those two Block A matches were incredibly short. But blocks the the um, opener and Block C uh, between Jetta and Casey ended in a 20-minute time limit draw. And that was an amazing... That's probably, in my opinion, as far as, like, sheer emotion, sheer storytelling, that was the match of the night. And I say that because both shows three and four... And probably the match of the weekend. Um, it was amazingly good. It was fucking awesome. Um, and th- those two absolutely had a blinding matchup. Um, I mean, she won is actually on Eve on Demand. So if you have the chance, watch it. It's fucking awesome. Um, block B. Uh, Chris Wolf, who had already advanced in the block, defeated Aaron Angel. To um, win on to uh, end up on six points, um, and then the block C decider saw Tony Storm defeat Command Bolshoi um, to win the block, um, and then your final matchup saw Charlie Morgan defeat Charlie Evans uh, in the final contest of block B. Um, so, some interesting stuff going into the the climax, as it were, the finale. But my fucking word, um, there was only five matches, but my fucking word, I enjoyed, I think I probably did enjoy this, as far as like a a storytelling kind of way is concerned, and looking at uh, the road to Wrestle Kingdom 2, um, I'm, in, I'm more intrigued than if they had probably stayed to the status quo. Now, this is Pro Wrestling Eve. Bear this in mind. They are known for not necessarily treading the beaten path. My fucking word, they certainly showed that in spades. Now, um, opening contest of the final show was fucking cool. And that was um, Madison Eagles defeating Charlie Evans. Um, obviously, for those who you know haven't done their homework, um, Madison trained Charlie. So that that was a pretty cool um, teacher versus student kind of deal, um, and it was a fucking good opener as well. Um, and like I said, half the half that locker room were really banged up. And Millie McKenzie was actually uh, it was announced on Twitter that she wouldn't be able to make the show. Um, as a matter of fact, the only casualty, for lack of better expression, was Viper. Um, she was definitely unable to make it. She got murdered by Jamie Hayter with, uh, I think, a chair or something before the bell uh, during their show three match. Um, so there was a tag team matchup as Aaron Angel and Jetta defeated Command Bolshoi and Millie McKenzie. Now, that was... It was fun. 
I like I like that show that 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 tag match, and it was, and it was like stuff like Millie playing it mainly for laughs. Um, something about Millie as well that I noticed over the sh- over the weekend, uh, over the over she won. Um, it's like you could tell like because I, I believe she was zero three. I want to say over the uh, over the she won block. Let me double check. Yeah, indeed, she was zero three. So clearly. Um, Psycho knows that she got more and more frustrated as the uh, block, the blocks progressed. Um, but by and large, yeah, she actually played this tag match for laughs, and it was it was fu- it was fun to see that side of Millie as well. And um, and Kamal Bolshoi actually, um, from what I've been told, she got injured as well during the first match, and was. Less than a hundred percent, and f- damn, god damn it, she put on a sh- she put in a shift during this weekend, and fair play to it. This is uh, you know, someone who, uh, you know, a lot of people. I mean, unless you do your homework, and uh, unless you are probably a diehard Joshi fan, you probably won't even know who Bolshoi is. Quite frankly, um, something to bear in mind as well. She's also retiring next year as well, so that's someone necessarily, you know, someone on. Uh, you know who I didn't think would be on my bucket list of wrestlers to see, but I'm now glad that I had. So, so fair play, and uh, um, they, you know, and uh, I, uh, you know, she was an absolute joy to meet as well. Um, come to think of it, as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that. You know that. Um, I think as far as um, the. Uh, I know, I know. Some people were like, uh, as far as like other, uh, I suppose, imports within Eve concerned, they weren't. They were underwhelmed. But no, I weren't. <laughs> I sure as shit weren't. And also, am I thinking? Am I right in thinking that that is actually a first in that that's a matchup where Aaron Angel, who uh, I think is four foot eleven, actually manages to be taller than. Someone else in the match, and I'm actually looking at cage match to check. Indeed, Command Bolshoi is four foot ten, and Aaron Angel is four foot eleven. <laughs> so wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? Won the pony. Um, evidently, and I'm looking looking this up because I tend to go Dan the Man Oakton. This I tend to go a little bit Rain Man when it comes to this. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got Jetta who towers over a tag team partner at five five, and Millie McKenzie's the tallest of the bunch at five six. Goodness me! And evidently, I think this may be the Pro Wrestling Eve show where you've had the shortest wrestler on a show in Command Bolshoi four ten, and then you had, as a contrast, Madison Eagles who's six foot one. <laughs> so yeah. Some contrasts there, if I'm honest with you. But um, on onwards and upwards, um, Laura Di Matteo defeated Casey in match number three. In the now in the finale, um, after an avalanche strong zero by Tony Storm on Chris Wolf, Jamie Hayter steals the pin, pins Chris Wolf, and wins. She won, and the place was about to riot. Oh my fucking word! I've I've heard Resgal 
reactions before, but my fucking word, they were not pleased at this, but I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, as a, a esteemed friend, as an esteemed colleague um, within the British wrestling industry would call her, uh, Jamie is a, is a glorious shit. Absolutely brilliant at being a dickhead of a heel. Like, her, she's so wasted in Red Pro as their women's champion, for fuck's sake. Like, this is this is perfect. A perfect springboard for someone like a Jamie Hayter to um, just step up to that next level. And uh, whether you like it or not, she is your ace of Eve. So, yeah, suck on that, snowflakes. Jesus, did I just sound like Liam Stevens there? Speaking of which, did Liam book this shit? Because <laughs> not only because not only was there a um, an unhappy ending to she won, there was an unhappy ending to the main event. As uh, we were set to have this really cool match between Charlie Morgan and Kaylee Ray for the Pro Wrestling Eve Championship, but there was a small matter of a certain wild card making her entrance halfway through the well toward the end of the match. Nina Samuels cashed in her wild card and pinned Charlie to become the new Pro Wrestling Eve champion. <laughs> and Liam Stevens may have ejaculated because I've just mentioned that, but I don't think he actually listens to this live. So he will be uh, listening to this, edging while I'm talking about Jamie Hayter winning She Won, and then he blows his beans here. <laughs> but um, seriously, though... Um, I mean, speaking about the fans being angry at Jamie Hayter winning She Won, you could hear a fucking pin drop once Nina exited with the title. They literally could not believe it. Um, because it felt, and it, you know, it felt that there's a new dark era in Pro Wrestling Eve. An era of Eve ill, as you were. Thank you. I coined the pun on Twitter and... Uh, I I actually had a bit of a laugh at my... I broke my arm patting myself on the back with that one. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I mean, Charlie Morgan and Kaylee Ray um, left fallen um, after an insane title bout. Um, Tony Storm and Chris Wolf, same token there. They were left laying. Um, Viper was injured. Millie McKenzie injured. Um, to name but a couple, all your heroes in Pro Wrestling Eve are f- kind of fucked with a capital F. Um, <laughs> that's what it felt like. It did feel like there was like this dark cloud, but at the same time, fuck me dead if this makes the road to Wrestle Queendom just that tiny little bit interesting. Uh, knowing potentially Jamie Hayter versus Nina Samuels for the Pro Wrestling Eve title. At- Wrestle Queendom? That could that could be awesome. Just the battle of these two elite dickheads. I I fucking I, I I'm in I'm in on I'm all in on that, quite frankly. Um even if uh certain snowflakes I know are not, <laughs> quite frankly. I like I I I like I said, it, it I like that kind of shock ending that just sends people home not happy necessarily, but it's it gets them talking about it in a different way, um, and for those who followed Kickass Wrestling in the last ten years, I actually tried to kind of tread off the beaten path if I can. Some of our best angles we've ever done are heel-heavy angles, i.e., the bad guy gets 
if anything, the good guy gets their comeuppance for stepping up to the bad guy. Or the bad guy does something evil and doesn't get their comeuppance because everyone knows the thrill is in the chase, as it were. Uh, the money's in the chase, I believe. Is uh, Actually, that was an episode of Glove, I recall. Uh, <laughs> the money's in the chase, I believe. Um, yeah, I'm not going to look that up yet. <laughs> I can't be asked, But, um, I mean, that kind of stuff, that kind of storytelling um, reminds me why Pro Wrestling Eve is one of my favourite promotions. Um, don't get me wrong. I've had... I, I have my issues with it. I think some of the fans that go there are very fair weather, you know, massive dickheads. Um, as a matter of fact, I had a, I had a debate with this, with um, a fellow wrestling fan this past Tuesday at Frontline, which I'm going to talk about in just a second, um, that uh, they went, basically, long story short, this fan and a friend went to um, show one, of day one, of she one, and was put off, basically, by dickhead fans. And... You're going to have dickhead fans everywhere, quite frankly. There's over 100 promotions in the United Kingdom. If they're, if a promotion's popular, it's going to attract pricks. Um, I tend to uh, have accepted that, if I'm honest with you. But uh, at the same time, I can understand why folks get put off that kind of stuff. Because, you know, you know it's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Uh, but... Um, that the storytelling, the matches, the um, elite talent reminded me why Eve is one of my favourite promotions. It reminded me of the good stuff, of uh, you know, it, it reminded me of the good stuff that um, that happens on these shows. Um, and this weekend reminded me why I'm such a big fan of women's wrestling, um, because well, not necessarily because Liam Stevens is a big fan of male wrestling he did he watched crown jewel unironically which um the noisy boys nickname for it was wwe cock and bollocks <laughs> which i thought was absolutely hilarious and so apropos um no but liam fell asleep i mean i've told i think i may, may even have mentioned this last week liam fell asleep during evolution and watched crown jewel unironically um but then again, he's from Barking. That's how you can, I guess, reconcile with that kind of uh, that kind of uh, ideology, I suppose. That kind of opinion, I suppose. Anyway, so five shows. Oh, that's it. One more thing to mention, actually. The, uh, um, I mean, I I, I sort of uh, after the after the um, the show. The final show, actually, I did a bit of a meet and greet, um, and I had a, and and I I I'd say this hats off to um, like the girls who actually were on both those or on the she one shows and then also on that Southside show, so Chris Wolf, Casey Owens, and um, Millie McKenzie were all on them were on all, all those shows, and fucking hats off to them as well. Millie, I think wrestled eight matches in that time and you could tell that it took its toll no question but god damn that's a you know that's a you know ballsy attitude to have to just go head on into that and at such a young age as well that's fucking impressive um but uh hats off to every every female wrestler that i saw in the last uh th- last week um 
because Lord knows that they smashed it. Um, okay, so change pace. I'm going to look at some cock and bollocks. No, God damn it. I'm, I'm going to murder the noisy boys for getting that in my head now. Uh, Tuesday, I, I went to Stratford. Um, and I saw Frontline um, as uh, the, the uh, 2018 J League or 2018-19 J League kicked off. Um, now the J League is their version of the G1 slash G1, whatever. Because obviously Eve G1 is based roughly on the G1, which is a round robin uh, league format with a final between the winners of the blocks. Um, the J League is the same token. Um, so, so we went to the Stratford Circus, um, and for some reason, my results page is being a pain in the ass. Um, what, but evidently, what I've done is I've tried to load the page on hashtag, and it's just being a dick, quite frankly. So. Uh, I actually do remember where I have seen the results. And that is actually on Facebook, evidently. So bear with me two seconds. Oh no, this is great fucking radio. Um, one thing I will actually say is that um, Frontline, the venue for that Frontline used, the Stratford Circus um, Arts Centre or whatever it's called, it's a venue I feel personally is custom made for wrestling. Because um, you got your floor seats, like two rows of chairs on the f- on the sit on the floor, uh, and it's also got t- a two-level balcony as well, uh, which looks fucking awesome. Um, and I'm just sort of looking at a couple of photos from the uh, from the show. It looks it's very it's a very photogenic venue. And also have Frontline have the setup as well, with um, the entrances on either side of the big screen. Um, and it's something that is completely different to... Um, it's completely different to what you would expect, I suppose, in a theatre setting. Because, um, fucking hell, whenever you go to a wrestling show at a theatre, generally, it's just the ring on the stage and that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, it's a very Spartan, very almost sterile kind of environment, as it were. And uh, so um, that was. So I'm just, like I said, trying to find these fucking results. It's a pain in the ass, quite frankly. Right. So, like I said, the um, premise of J1 is um, its blocks. And um, now. One thing to mention as well is that they've they made some huge announcements, which I'll get to in just a second. Um, again, trying to find these fucking results is just an absolute pain in the cock because it is here pretty much. Um, and like I said, taking a look at the uh, the setup, Jesus Christ, some good stuff. Anyway. Found the results. Um, so the opening contest was uh, between two of the frontline young lions, uh, which saw Scotty Davis defeat Chris Gladden in eight thirty six. Um, then we began 
the J League. So you had the B block matches in the first half and the A block matches in the second half. Um, so first match was Kyle Fletcher defeating uh, Damian Dunn in eight and a half minutes. Uh, Malik defeated Eight Kid in 9.01. And Rocky Mack upset Travis Banks in 4.18. So uh, those three winners earned two points. Um, in a matchup between uh, two young Lions, Callum Newman and Cam Lucia, against Jimmy Havoc representing the Blacklist, and the newest member, ostensibly revealed as David Starr. Uh, Star and Havoc got the win. It was no question there, really, in 9.56. But then Star revealed that he wasn't necessarily a member of the Blacklist, but he wanted to make to um, send a message to frontline heavyweight champion Mark Haskins and challenged Haskins for the title. Of course, Haskins was meant to team with Havoc, but uh, was um, injured, I believe, or suffered a knock or something like that. I think he wrestled a couple of days before and so obviously took a knock. Um, so uh, that was that second half um, saw the A block matches Ash Draven defeated Kelly 6 in 12-11 um, Paul Robinson defeated Martin Kirby in 10 minutes and 1 second and your main events saw Chris Ridgeway tap out Daryl Allen in 14-36 um, so uh, there's your opening gambit as well in the J League Um now, the two announcements that were made is uh, Frontline is going to, is has, has entered a working relationship with a new promotion called WrestleGate, which uh, are running shows at Rushcliffe Arena in Nottingham. Um, and uh, Gary Ward, who's the promoter of WrestleGate, was in attendance. And the, um, and there, there was the announcement that uh, interpromotional triangle championships would be introduced. Frontline will select four six-man teams, so four teams of three. Um, and then WrestleGate will do the same. And then they will have a joint show taking place in the month of August to host the finals of this. So uh, um, that's going that's an interesting um, concept because obviously you have you don't have too many trios kind of deals. Um, I, th- I think in Western wrestling. The only one you have, I can think of off the top of my head is the Ring of Honor six-man t- titles. Um, and that's pretty much it. You have, Obviously, um, the inspiration comes from New Japan. They have the never uh, never open-weight six-man tag titles. Um, so it's obviously influenced by there. Um, and then, of, then off the heels of Frontline um, announcing that they would... Um, they had acquired RCWA. Um, uh, of course, Frontline's promoter is Will Ospreay. RCWA was his home promotion back in the day. In And they announced that the two would merge. Off the heels of this, and this was the, probably the most, in, more in, most interesting announcement that I saw, actually, if I'm perfectly honest with you, and um, was uh, that... Uh, well, Frontline uh, Next Gen is um, going to be basically shows that are taking place in Raynham, and they will play. They will play host to the J League, um, and 
they announced some dates um, as a matter of fact and I'm trying to f pull up the video actually which I saw it on um, because the home of these shows is the old RCWA spiritual home of the Methodist Hall in Raynham um, so the first show is on the 9th of February 2019 then there's the second one on the 27th of April the third show is on to the 25th May um, and then show number four is on the 27th of July and then on the 7th of September I'm actually watching telling you as the video plays and then finally on the 19th of October 2019 um, so they actually do have a season ticket for those shows um, on sale at the Frontline Wrestling Big Cartel site. Um, but now, when I was talking to Liam Stevens, because Liam is a big RCWA fan and has been for a few years now. As a matter of fact, I went to... Uh, I, I He went to... Um, I think he started to go to RCWA around 2013, around the same time I did. So... You know, obviously, I've been following RCWA much longer back when they were a backyard promotion, as a matter of fact, um, because at the time I wanted to keep up with the competition. But <laughs> they since came out the underground and became this local phenomenon, quite frankly, in in Raynham. Um, but Liam was very sceptical about what the merger between RCWA and Frontline would entail. It looks like that that entails something quite huge for Raynham. Um, because, um, I mean, no one would think in a month of Sundays that a small church hall, which barely holds 100 people, including the wrestling ring, uh, could be that the venue for something quite cool, as as uh, as the J-League. Um, and even I can't fucking believe it and taking a look actually i've just pulled up there the big cartel site got the gold season tickets are 70 quid that's six shows which is fucking good value thinking about it now that's i mean 70 times six that my maths is never been the best ever but that works out at uh quite good value if, you know even if even if you're a fucking idiot like me and that, that, that works out at less than 12 quid a ticket. Um, and that was something I've always remembered RCWA as being very good value. Um, I remember back in the days when they ran the, the Methodist Hall, so before they got a little bigger and uh, moved to um, Chafford Sports Centre, they, their, their front row tickets were eight quid. Um, so you get the idea. It's fucking... It's great value. And... For the wrestlers that are in the J League as well, that's fucking amazing value. That is that is a steal. That's an absolute steal, quite frankly. Um, but uh, I mean, so I'm definitely interested in seeing how that all transpires. Uh, so taking a look, and just to to recap, the J League takes place on the 9th of February, which is A Block matches. 27th of April, B Block. 25th of May, which is A and B Block matches. 27th of July is the A block. The uh, 7th September is B block. And the block finals, which is the final matchup in each block, on the 19th of 
October. Just to recap. So yeah, Frontline have uh, a lot of good stuff in the pipeline. And, I've, and hats off to them as well. I know I've been saying hats off to people for best part of what 45 minutes now or 48 minutes there we go i've just had to double check my counter on my clock but thinking about this and thinking about how you know obviously in this era where everyone's getting signed and as a matter of fact will osprey mentioned it because uh, he did the, a little speech um at the start of the second half which led to these announcements um you know Frontline Wrestling is kind of taking this Declaration of Independence kind of deal, um, which has been done in a couple of other promotions as well, which, you know, I think what it, that that's the point. It's like a lot of promotions, you know, have to take this stand because there seems to be, obviously with WWE, um, getting a bit of a foothold in the United Kingdom now uh, and looking to expand worldwide with, like, for lack of a better expression, local territories, for lack of a better expression, um, with obviously WWE UK, and then there's rat rattlings going around about them um, setting up a, a territory in Germany, um, to name but, you know, one place. You get the point. It's, at this point in time, it feels a little unsettling as a wrestling fan in the UK, knowing, you know, well, what's, what's going to happen with your favourites, quite frankly. Um... And this, you know, those those announcements were rather reassuring, I think, um, to to a small to a small degree. Um, now, that's the shows um, I've talked about. That's actually a fair few shows, if I'm honest with you, because fucking hell. Um, so that was five shows. So think about this, right? Five shows. Uh, yeah, so that's five shows. Um, help me, help me. That wasn't five. Yeah, it was five. Six shows. What the fuck am I talking about? Friday, Southside, two days each, two, and two shows, three, and then Frontline. Six shows over the course of a week. You can tell my brain's a tiny bit fried. If I'm honest with you, I'm not fucking surprised if I'm honest with you because, uh, as far as like all that wrestling's concerned, I'm not surprised that I'm not surprised that I'm completely f fucking fried. If I'm honest with you, it's been a fucking arduous week, um, but at the end of the day, it's been thoroughly enjoyable. That's something which I cannot stress enough. The fact that I've enjoyed the the last week with like with good company, and I've watched great wrestlers do their thing um, for some great promotions. No bullshit. I've enjoyed myself, and you know, um, not a, not a ropey prick in sight, quite frankly. Um, so as far as um, as far as that's all concerned, yeah, I'll do it all over again. And considering I do have a 2019 Pro season ticket that includes She Won, I'm doing it again next year. <laughs> Although I believe Queen of the Ring 2018 now actually clashes with um, 
she won, which is going to be very interesting. I'm 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 intrigued as to um, what Southside do uh, that, to counter Pro Wrestling Eve, unless that is actually a typo on Southside's website, because I don't know. It de- I think we'll have to find out in twelve months' time, I suppose. Um, but yeah, genuinely chuffed a bit. Had a fucking good time, and uh, yeah, I, I I think that uh, um, you know I had a great time, and uh, that's that's what matters. Um, apparently, Liam Stevens went to a show in Bermsey ACW, which no, I didn't really give a fuck about. Not necessarily because of the lineup or anything like that. Nothing really just nothing really stood out, uh, which is a little annoying. But uh, oh well, never mind. Fucking, I you know, thing is, like I said, I enjoyed myself doing the shows that I went to. Um, what you gonna do? <laughs> Quite frankly. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, 53 minutes in, I've been talking bollocks for 53 minutes, um, I'm going to now play a bit of music, and then what we are going to do, is talk about the card for November Pain 9, how the fuck have we got to 9, Jesus fucking Christ, that's pretty impressive though, I'm not denying that that's fucking good. Um, yeah, <laughs> and typically my fucking, oh, come on, you bugger, uh, oh, there we go, right, back in a little bit, episode three, series seven of KAW Radio, and like I said, back with hopefully some matches for November Pain Night.
Hello? Hey, we're back. I'm not sure what happened there. I, literally, um, I was talking into my microphone and nothing was coming out. So uh, I do apologize. That was Fuel by Metallica um, uh, to uh, get us into the mood for KW November Pay 9, which takes place this um, on the afternoon of Sunday, the 18th of November. Uh, here at KW House, unfortunately, we couldn't get a, a hire on uh, Mary's Church Hall at uh, about a week's notice, unfortunately, for uh, and also for a Sunday hire at a church hall. That's fucking difficult. Jesus, not even impossible. Um, but but genuinely, um, <clears throat> the reason being is that we were originally going to have um, a double header on November 30th and December 1st, but. Uh, Owing to circumstances beyond our control, we've had to move this date to Survivor Series Sunday. So that's going to be a very interesting uh, turn of events, if you ask me. Um, but uh, we are, I mean, thinking about it now. This card that we have is looking, actually, to be quite a good little card. Because uh, we've got a little bit of everything. Now, should I announce everything? Could do. Could very well do. Um, and we've got five matches um, on what I think could be a very good card. But uh, there are some notable absences. But uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows what's happened in kick-ass wrestling, quite frankly. Um, but... Uh, now, the reason why... that I mean, there's obviously a few absences because uh, we did have an original card that we were going to have on the um, 30th of November. And like I said, this could all change on the sixpence. So bear in mind, that's this isn't the, the full card, like 100% locked in. But this is what we have, hopefully, on the docket for this Sunday afternoon. Um, now, the first thing to mention is that technically this is a go-home show for November Pay 9. So I normally have to preview it, but bearing in mind the KW Executive Committee have spent ages trying to figure out exactly uh, where things go, whether stuff should happen now. It's been fucking difficult, and I don't, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest, I don't, I, I don't blame the... Uh, I don't blame the committee for, I guess, suppose, what's the word I'm looking for, for being a bit gun-shy when it comes to certain things. But, uh, like I said, they have tried their damnedest to really put, you know, they put on, you know, on this uh, on this format, which I've got in front of me, some really good, show, good some potential show-stealing matches, uh, from what I've been told. I fucking hope so, because, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, now, taking a look, as mentioned, there's a lot of, like, like I said, a lot of really good, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I am looking for a word, and I can't find the word. So frustrating. But, anyway, the main event, the final matchup on this card that we have, is one of the matchup that we did bill from the get-go, and that was the Survive and Conquer matchup. And it's for the Kick-Ass Wrestling Undisputed Championship. So D.O. Hicks, our reigning champion, is in this matchup. What we need to tell you now in the next few minutes 
is who the uh, three challengers, as it were, are. Now, remember, in a Survive and Conquer matchup, um, the rules are as follows. Um, it begins with a tag team match. It's two on two. Um, where there are no disqualifications. Upon an elimination via pinfall or submission, it then reverts to a traditional kick-ass rules three-way contest. So that means that falls count anywhere are added into the pool. Then, upon another elimination, we then have a 15-minute seven shades of pain match. So the first individual to either garner the most falls within the time limit to garner seven falls entirely before the time limit or to garner one single knockout. Um, so basically the referee has to either count you down for the count of ten or render you unable to continue. So basically if you're out on your feet basically the referee has the, the um, uh, discretion to stop the contest there and then. So the winner of Survive and Conquer of course walks out with the undisputed kick-ass wrestling championship. Now, here are the participants. Um, like I said, with about a week's notice, it's been very, very difficult to find um, participants because um, some some participants we wanted for this are, un well, either unable to do it or they've just come back from injury. So, obviously, KW, the executive committee, as mentioned a minute ago, have been rather gun shy. So let's uh, get on with it and um, take a look as D.L. Hicks will defend the undisputed kick ass wrestling championship against, well, former undisputed champion Super Skull is the first participant. The third participant is kick ass wrestling Hall of Famer, The Dark Soul. And the fourth participant is someone that we've managed to get back um, after impressing us at KW10. We feel this guy has earned another shot at the Undisputed Championship, and that guy is Mark West. So DL Hicks will defend the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship in Survive and Conquer against the Dark Soul, Super Skull, and Mark West. So three guys with history with the prick as well. DL Hicks is going to have to do a hell of a lot. In order to keep that yellow belt. No question about it. Um, he has had some wars with the Dark Soul. He's had some wars with Mark West. Very recently. And he's had obviously some wars with Super Skull. Who um, you know, Skull quite frankly. Is approaching his final opportunity. At becoming undisputed champion. Of course Skull has done all he can. Um, to eliminate DL Hicks from Kick-Ass Wrestling, but Super Skull, uh, of course, lost the you know lost the title back in April thanks to DL Hicks, and then DL Hicks took the title from from his grasp at KW10. So to say the very least, Hicks uh, at this point in time may or may not have Super Skull's number, but it's uh, it's going to be a very intriguing. F um, Surviving Conquer matchup, of course. Um, one thing to note as well is that Hicks last year at November Pain 8 um, was uh, eliminated in the um, three-way stage after referee, special referee Mr. Danger 
uh, ruled him unable to continue owing to excessive blood loss. Now, Hicks was bleeding very profusely in that contest, but he, to this day, still contests the finish of his uh, opportunity at the Undisputed Championship last year at November Payne. So, to say the very least, Hicks is desperate to get a little bit of vindication. His path, seemingly, in the last few months has been all about vindication and um, vindictiveness plus karma equals vindication seems to be his motto at this point in time, of course. Um, Hicks was forced to vacate the title last year due to injury um, caused by Super Skull. Um, And then, of course, Hicks won the title at the expense of Skull at KW10. Um, So, to say the very least, this this could potentially be one of those batten-down-the-hatches kind of matches um, for the ninth annual November pain. Drink of water, and we go on to our next match, which uh, I think this one could potentially be uh, a bit of a... Sh- uh, this could be a very physical matchup, but it's been signed. It's been signed. Um, now, this is going to be... Um, Quite frankly, now, like I said, there's a lot of stipulation matches, um, quite frankly, in the annals of kick-ass wrestling. But this one, considering what happened at Shot of Glory, I've got a feeling this is a little bit personal. Jimmy Suzuki um, has been ordered by the KAW Executive Committee to defend the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship, the Unified Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship, against Horsemeat. Suzuki, of course, took Horsemeat's tag team partner, Party Time Pete, out of commission. He broke, he um, injured his ankle, um, pilmanized it, for lack of a better expression, um, which forced the contest, which unified the Hardcore and International Championships, to be uh, uh, stopped. So, um, obviously, um, Pete is unable to... He's only a a couple of weeks removed from that uh, incident. Um, The latest on Pete's ankle is that it's not broken, but it is badly sprained, and therefore um, doctors have recommended that Pete take a few weeks out. So he could very well miss December to remember in two weeks' time, on December the 1st. so we've got a lot of shows coming up in in, the, in such a short span. Of course, we had a Shot of Glory on November 3rd. Um, we've got this show, November 18th. And then, of course, two weeks later, we've got December to Remember, which wraps up our 2018 um, at St. Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell. Um, so Pete is looking to return, possibly for Wrestle Empire 3, on Friday the 4th. Of January, but in the meantime, Horsemeat will be looking to get revenge not only for for Party Time Pete, but for the whole of Essex Strong Style. And in Jimmy Suzuki, Suzuki is a man that has proven that he, when he has his back against the wall, he will strike. He will bite quite hard. Um, Suzuki does not take any prisoners. Um, now in. Uh, a special match up here. Um, oh, shit, I forgot actually about the stipulation. Now, 
because the executive committee believe that uh, Suzuki and Horsemeath will thrive in this environment, they have made this match a Knacker's Yard brawl. So it's a kick-ass wrestling, a kick-ass rules match in all but name. It's falls down anywhere. It's anything goes. Um, but there is one stipulation. Um, in that there are no pinfalls. So um, I'm not sure if that is a traditional Knacker's Yard brawl. But the KW Executive Committee have ruled this will be a Knacker's Yard brawl. But it will be submission or knockout. That's the only way to win this Knacker's Yard brawl. Will Horsemeat walk out international champion for the second time? Or will the Gaijin Warrior take out another member of Essex Strong Style? We will find out on November 18th, this Sunday. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we've got another matchup. And it's um, another contest that uh, could very well be, let's just say, a little bit physical. Because, um, well, Blaze believes that he is uh, one part of the real World Tag Team Champions. Of course, he stole Joker's World Tag Team title belt back at KW10 after Gotham Vice won the titles from Blaze in a handicap match. Now the rumours are that Belial, Blaze's tag team partner, will be able to return on Sunday. B&B have called out not just the Psycho Yank, they've called out Tyson Snow as well. The KW Executive Committee have ruled... If all four men agree, B&B squares off with a one-time reunion of the Americanists. Um, these two have had matches in the past, and they have been pretty brutal. B&B, I think if I recall, their win-loss record over the Americanists has been uh, more than stellar. Yank and Snow as a team, I believe, are have been unable to uh, defeat B&B. But obviously, this ties in not only with Blaze's rivalry with the Psycho Yank, but Belial's rivalry with Tyson Snow. Um, obviously, the Belial-Snow rivalry at one point was um, came from a foundation of respect for each other. Of course, they had that incredible 20-minute Iron Man match back at April Duels, but times have changed. Belial and Blaze have since joined the administration, and to the Americanists, they are now the enemy. So, if the KW, the KW Executive Committee have announced that this... Now, this is there's a bit of a common theme here, that this one will be kick ass rules now like I said the Knackers Yard Brawl is submission or knockout only this one has that false count anywhere stipulation so B&B versus the Americanists kick ass rules so this could really be 
a fight for the ages. Um, and then we've got uh, two more matches, um, which have been signed. Um, these ones are pretty much going to be, for lack of a better expression, our technical matches for the um, afternoon. As Drayton Gray, former undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion, takes on Kawaii Kid. Now, Kid, of course, last year at November Payne, made his debut. And Kid, quite frankly, uh, hang on, two seconds. I stand corrected, as a matter of fact. So I'm just getting some word in my ear, earpiece that, uh, okay. All right, okay, that's fine. The KW Executive Committee have changed this one. Um, so bear with me while I look at it. They've added, they've added someone to the mix. And that third person, this three-way contest. As a matter of fact, the last two matches that I've got to announce are three-way matches. So this three-way matchup, Drayton Gray squares off with not only Kawhi Kid, but Selfie Dick. Now, the reason being is that the executive committee want to crown a number one contender to the undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. And considering that Super Skull, the Dark Soul, Mark West are getting a title shot here, they've ruled that this matchup between Grey, Kid, and Dick will determine who faces the undisputed champion at December to remember on the 1st of December. Now, that's something to bear in mind. Now, our final three-way contest is the same token, but this one is to crown a number one contender to the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship. So, both these three-way contests are number one contender matches. And we will see the returning muscle, who made a great impression against D.L. Hicks at Shot at Glory on a couple of, basically a couple of days' notice. Of course, Hicks was due to face Drayton Gray. Gray has since been stripped of that number one contendership for the Undisputed Championship, and obviously has been put in this Undisputed title number one contender match. So basically, Gray will have to defend the right to become, uh, to get the title shot at December to remember against both Kawhi Kid and Selfie Dick. The muscle has been put in this international title contenders matchup. He will be in there against Xavier James um, and also Irish Assassin 1. So that is a fucking good little lineup there. Um, now, as mentioned, the muscle made his return at Charlotte Glory, challenging DL Hicks for the undisputed Kickass Wrestling Championship. He showed that he has hasn't lost a step. Um, he's not as he's leaner than he was then, you know, back in his heyday when he was uh, like four hundred and fifty pounds and bulking. Um, muscle in his head is still hench as fuck. And looking to become international champion. Um, I believe for the second time. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. He's already a former undisputed kick-ass wrestling champion. 
uh, excuse me, a former Kickass Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, so precursor, I suppose. The um, winner of the 2014 British Style Tournament is the Muscle. Um, so to get to to be fair, uh, Muscle has that championship pedigree, but then again, so does Xavier James who, of course, won the 2012 British-style tournament. An Irish assassin won, of course, caused a huge upset in 2011 when he became world heavyweight champion. So you got three former world champions hoping to capture the international championship. And again, this title matchup takes place on December 1st at December to Remember. Now, those are the matches that have officially been signed. So five matches have officially been signed for November Pay 9. Um, if there's any changes to the card, unfortunately, between Thursday and Sunday, the only time we really will tell you about them is on social media. But to recap the card, so we've got for the main event, Survive and Conquer for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship, pits Dio Hicks against the Dark Soul, Super Skull and Mark West. Jimmy Suzuki will defend the Kick-Ass Wrestling Unified International Championship in a submission or knockout Knacker's Yard brawl against the challenge of Horsemeat. B&B take on the Americanists, the Psycho Yank and Tyson Snow in a Kick-Ass Rules match. And then we've got two number one contenders matches as Drayton Gray, Kawhi Kid and Selfie Dick square off for a chance to become number one contender to the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. And then The Muscle, Irish Assassin 1, and Xavier James take on each other for the opportunity to become the number one contender to the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship. Um, Both those title matches um, for the winners of those number one contenders matches will take place at December to Remember think you're up to speed um lord knows i am (laughs) goodness me i'm pretty up to speed now um so let's um quickly go to plugs upcoming events and then we'll go to our show closer this week on kw radio and let's begin with our plugs and we begin with our website which is of course kickasswrestling.co.uk that is kickasswrestling.co.uk on facebook go to facebook.com slash group slash kickasswrestlinguk that's facebook.com slash group slash kickasswrestlinguk add me on facebook at facebook.com slash the boss david lovell l-u-v-v-a-l-l add me as a friend and i'll add you to the group KW on Twitter is at twitter.com forward slash KW underscore underground. I'm at KW Commissioner, Liam Stevens at Stevens KW, and our undisputed champion is at Prick DL Hicks KAW. More KW retro posts are in the pipeline for Instagram. Go to Instagram.com forward slash kick ass wrestling UK. That's t- uh, Instagram.com forward slash kick ass wrestling UK. Go to our shop zone, powered by Zazzle.co.uk at tinyurl.com slash kwswag. That's tinyurl.com forward slash kwswag. Check out their offers. They have them virtually every day. Uh, And use that tinyurl and we get a little kickback when you place an order. For KW Radio archive episodes, including all previous six series of KW Radio, plus bonus episodes, go to tinyworld.com slash KW Radio. And finally, our 2018 show playlist can be found at 
tinyurl.com slash 2018kawshows. So uh, that's that, of course, and uh, now we take you to upcoming events. Taking place on this Sunday afternoon at KW House in Stepney, we present to you the ninth annual November Pain event. Of course, we've told you what the card is. Here it is again. Survive and Conquer for the undisputed title. D.O. Hicks defends against the Dark Soul, Super Skull and Mark West. Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship is on the line as Jimmy Suzuki defends against Horsemeat in a submission or knockout only. Knacker's Yard Brawl. B&B are back in tag team action as they take on the Americanists. Tyson Snow and the Psycho Yank back for possibly one time only in a special Kick-Ass Rules grudge match. Also, two contenders matches will take place at November Pay 9 as the Muscle squares off with Irish Assassin 1 and Xavier James for the International Championship number 1 contendership. And the undisputed title number 1 contendership is on the line as Drayton Gray, the current number 1 contender, defends against Kawaii Kid and Selfie Dick. Also coming up in Kick-Ass Wrestling in the next few months, on Saturday, December the 1st, we return to St. Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell for December to Remember 2018. The fourth edition of December to Remember takes place on Saturday, December the 1st. On Friday, January the 4th, we give to you a New Year's tradition in the form of Wrestle Empire 3, which features opening round matches in the 2019 Saul Taylor Classic. That's on Friday, January the 4th. On Saturday, January the 19th, we return to St. Mary's Church Hall for the Saul Taylor 2019 tournament finale, including a chance to see who will win the, the Saul Taylor Classic and gets an automatic title shot in April at the Undisputed Champion. For more information on upcoming dates, check our social media, including our website, kickasswrestling.co.uk. That last bit is just too good to talk over, quite frankly. So yes, our upcoming shows. Also, bear in mind, and our next, uh, so our next dates um, are in the bag. We are currently working on a February date for Stick It Up Your Valentine's Ten, which is tentatively set for mid-February. And of course, our WrestleMania weekend show, April Duels Eleven, will take place on Saturday, the sixth. Of April. That's one date we completely forgot about. I do apologise for that. Um, but like I said, for any further information on these shows, do check our social media, including our website, kickasswrestling.co.uk. Right. That's all the time we've got here on what has been a very action-packed episode of KW Radio. Um, I will say one thing before I wrap this up is... Um, uh, obviously, with KAW now heading full force into its 11th year, um, that's something which I thought could possibly have happened. But at the same time, I thought this 
you know, I thought KW10 could potentially have been our final ever show. The fact that we now have a schedule heading into 2019 really does fill me with joy because at the end of the day, Kick-Ass Wrestling uh, continues to thrive in exponential ways, in ways that I didn't think possible when I fought, when I helped form this thing in 2008. Um, but... Looking at now, looking at the crew we've got, yes, we can get on each other's tits occasionally. And I know that most, if not all, of that roster out there are, you know, can be solid pains in the arse at times. But at the same time, kick-ass wrestling is a family. And sometimes, you know, you argue with your family. And uh, we certainly do have uh, those contentious moments in kick-ass wrestling. But at the same time, we're not trying to cut, you know, everyone's nuts off. For, for the sake of it, quite frankly. Um, I mean, one thing actually to look mention, I've just noticed this. Uh, I haven't noticed this. I, I was um, going to mention this a while ago. Um, is that uh, there was a show allegedly taking place in Maidstone um, in December, which um, had an involvement involving a very ropey um, former promoter of a massively big... Um, independent promotion in the UK um, uh, which now appears to have been uh, just completely you know absolutely yeah you get the idea just the one of the worst human beings in the world basically um, and looking at now what's happened uh, it turns out that this person who is genuinely one of the worst people in the world um, tried to basically get someone else to kind of carry the can and uh, be the fall guy um and yeah dickish to say the very fucking least um so at the end of the day um it reminded me of 10 years ago and when i i i also um i i also um had dealings with someone who was the worst person in the world. Um, it's uh, it's funny how um, the people who are the most toxic, the people who are the most shit, tend to just crawl out of the woodwork and fuck things up for people with good intentions. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not naming names or... You know, I don't wish to name and shame because Lord knows that's gotten me in trouble in the past um, unnecessarily. Um, but at the end of the day, um, just be careful. <laughs> you know, do your fucking homework when it comes to promotions that are new. Um, evidently, I'm going to talk about um, very, very briefly because I actually haven't done my upcoming shows that I'm going to uh, in the next couple of weeks. And uh, I just thought it would be rude not to do so. So um, I do apologise. We we had a false finish there. I was literally about to queue up my bloody um, show closer. But we've literally had a, a false finish, which is fucking impressive. Um, so, yeah, of course, uh, November Pain 9 takes place on November 18th um, here at KW House. We also have a Survivor Series pay-per-view party taking place for our, our regulars as it were, so that's going to be fun. Um, then on uh, Friday, November 23rd, um, 
back of the Resistance Gallery for London School for Lucha Libre versus Knuckle Locks when worlds collide. Nice little uh, Jim Ward style event taking place at Resgal um, on November 26th. Um, I'll be at Progress Chapter 79. Bit, one big neck with sausage hands at the sold out um, Electric Ballroom in Camden. At this rate, that will be my 100th show that I've been to. Um, November 29th, show 101 would be IWL, set it on fire again at the Resistance Gallery on a Thursday night this time. Um, 30th of November is Battle Pro Wrestling Graps Graps McGee at uh, Live Sea Hall in Sydenham. December 1st, of course, is KW's December to Remember event, the fourth one as a matter of fact. December 2nd, I will be at BW Empire Fights Back 5, um, featuring some awesome fucking talents on there seriously i would go to that if i were you nine matches have been signed for that it's going to be an absolutely loaded show um saturday december 8th pro wrestling eve she viva series at resgal um the final eve show of 2018 they have got about 25 plus eve professionals um including some debuts and returns um, they're going to do some Survivor Series style matches, hence the name She-Viva Series. I fucking love the concept, and um, evidently um, I'm going to see some wrestlers twice in the space of six days, because some of them are at BW as well, so fucking A, uh, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying all that. That's on December 8th. On December 12th, I'll be to Attack Under the Missile Tour 2018 Night 1 at the Tufnell Park Dome. Um, then it's getting a little bit uh, misty at the moment because due to a family thing, potentially, I might have to um, sack off Attack Pro in Cardiff, which I was going to go to on the 15th of December. I'll find out a little bit more in the next seven days. Uh, next week on KW Radio, I'll actually um, confirm whether I'm there or not. But there is um, a show at Resgal. Um, as Head Drop presents Live Pro Wrestling on the 16th of December at Resgal. And that uh, the feature matchup there is Timothy Thatcher versus Jerry Bakewell, which could be very interesting if you ask me. Um, then we've got um, obviously a little bit of a break since it's Christmas. Um, but on December 28th, I'm heading to Southside Wrestling at Resistance Gallery. They present Lethal London, their debut in Resgal. Uh, Jay Lethal was on the uh, on the card there. They've got a couple of other fucking awesome matches there. Um, December 30th, uh, Progress Chapter 82, Unboxing Live, a Dukla Prague Away kit. Um, it's the final show of the year that I'll be at. So um, there's a lot of shows, and that's just in December. So it's fucking impressive, if you ask me. Um, Wrestle Empire 3 on Friday, January 4th. Um, then on the 5th and 6th of January, Revolution Pro Wrestling begin their season at the Cockpit Theatre with the Queen of the Ring 2019 tournament. Um, last year they brought in Diana Perazzo. Uh, they were going to bring in Britt Baker, but she couldn't make it, unfortunately. Um... That was to crown the first undisputed British women's champion. Um, I'm be interested to see what they do with this year's tournament. Will they hash it up, or will it uh, be good? We'll find out then. Um, and then 
uh, there's a lot of shit happening. A lot of awesome shit happening in January. Um, like I said, the Saul Taylor Classic finale, Kick-Ass Wrestling, is on the 19th of January. 26th of January, I'll be at WXW, Road to Carrot. So, Road to 16 Carrot Gold, 2019, at the Tufnell Park Dome. Um, Royal Rumble Sunday, Progressor on that day as well. Um, looking at this, um, I've got a weekender on the horizon with Southside Wrestling and... BW Rising Empire 4, 16th, 17th of February. Uh, that's it. Um, to give you an idea of um, how sometimes KW has to fit into the wrestling schedule that I keep, uh, Stick It Up Your Valentine's 10 is tentatively scheduled to take place on Saturday, February 23rd, 2019 at St. Mary's Church Hall. Although I do have an alternative date of Friday, the 22nd of February at KW House. So, uh, bear that in mind. It's on that weekend. Um, then, taking a look, uh, in March, potentially, I will be at Tidal Championship Wrestling when they return to London after several years. Um, Johnny Five is alive. That's at the New Cross Inn, which is uh, where I've se- well, I've, I went to see Cunt and the Gang a few years ago with Liam Stevens. Um, the New Cross Inn, I'm surprised they can fit a wrestling ring in there, if I'm perfectly honest, but Alas, you can. Um, that's on March 3rd. That's a potential. Because the other choice I've made to potentially go to a show is to return to St. Neot, which, you know, if I was to describe the place in one word, shithole. But, but south side of there for Battle of the Egos 9 at the Priory Centre. Maybe I can find my fucking phone that I lost there over a year ago. Um, March uh, is... Rather slim pickings at the moment, um, but fair enough. Uh, KW April Duels 11 takes place on Saturday, April 6th, as mentioned. Um, that's on WrestleMania weekend. May 4th, 5th and 6th uh, is Progress Super Strong Style 16 uh, for 2019 at Alexandra Palace. Um, then looking down the, 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 the year 2019... Uh, BW have their International Grand Prix on the 16th of June. Um, evidently, Carpe Diem 2019 is tentatively set for June 15th, but we've not confirmed any dates beyond April. Um, so bear that in mind. July 13th is, uh, I believe, another busy doubleheader. WrestleFest 2019, courtesy of BW and other promotions at Merton Abbey Mills. That's also, that's in the afternoon, the evening, be Pro Wrestling Eve, I believe. Um, I've not checked all of Eve's dates for uh, 2019, but I believe the season ticket um, would dictate, I think, second Saturday of the month, like this year. Taking another look, so you've got July 20th, Southside, Adrenaline Rush 2019 at uh, Gordon Craig Theatre in Stevenage. Um, there isn't much else, actually. Um, I've got, for some reason, in my calendar... Two dates uh, we have marked as interesting for Kevin Bloody Wilson. I know why. Liam Stevens wants to go to one of those shows. Um, I know that our former general manager, Mr. Showbiz, Rob Evans, is uh, attending a show. Uh, I think he's um, he's attending a show. Mr. and Mrs. Danger are also attending uh, one of those shows. In the, I think they're attending the show at uh, the Marina Theatre in Lowestoft in, on October 25th. Um, Stevens wants to go to the one in Stevenage on eight on the eighteenth of October at the Gordon Craig. 
evidently. Um, we do, we are currently looking at dates for our 11th anniversary. Now, there is a thought process behind possibly doing two days on this um, now, and also doing them early in the year, early in the month. So, tentatively, don't put this in your diary yet, because we've only just kind of figured out what could happen here, uh, is that it could take place on the 7th and 8th of September. 7th of September in uh, Samaris Church Hall, and the 8th of September at KW House. But, that's a big if. So, uh, like I said, don't put it in your diaries yet. That's just what I've noted down for September. Yeah, so there's a lot of shit happening. And I've talked a ton of bollocks. Um, I might as well mention more bollocks. Again, another false finish. I was about to push the button. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but in regards to um, edits for KW10 and for Charlotte Glory, at the moment we... Uh, Okay, so at the moment we are currently working on that. Um, the anniversary shows tend to be a little bit quicker um, if we don't have like video packages and hype packages and shit, which we tend not to do. We tend to be quite standard Spartan that kind of thing with uh, with uh, the anniversary thing. Um, but be that as it may, um, be that as it may, we are hoping to get those done uh, as an early Christmas present. Quite frankly, you know what I mean. Um, point being is that uh, at the end of the day. Um, it takes time to edit, and especially with the higher performance cameras that I, we've um, used. I mean, for some odd reason, a GoPro just absolutely melts the system for some bizarre reason. I'm not sure why, but uh, it does. So be patient. Uh, it'll be up as soon as we can, hopefully by Christmas. Um, because also I've got a couple of other shows to edit in the form of November Pain. And... Uh, December to remember, so bear that in mind. Um, one other note, um, the KW Awards, um, we are going to launch our poll in about the second week of December. That's for 2018. Um, but also, what we are going to do as well, at roughly the same time, we are going to um, take all your, all the singles and tag team matches of the year plus a couple of others chosen by the executive committee. Um, and we're going to put them on a poll and try and figure out what the match, the singles match and the tag team match of the decade. So we've been around for 10 years. We're going to try and work out what the match of the decade is. So um, watch this space on social media for more information in regards to that. I think we're finally done. Jesus Christ, it's like it's like um, I read a newsletter 
and then realized, oh shit, there's like another two pages of typed notes at the end. Um, so yeah, that's basically what this has been. Just a, a, a standard episode. We did the plugs probably about 20 minutes ago, for God's sake. And we, we've we um, added more notes. We've added like an epilogue. So um, that's, that's the gist of it. Um, so yeah, looking forward to what should be an absolutely epic card this Sunday afternoon at KAW House for the 9th Annual November Pain event. Um, hopefully we'll see a new Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Champion because DL Hicks is a prick. Um, and uh, yeah, so there we go. That's it for this week's edition of KW Radio. Thankfully, we have come to our natural conclusion. Um, our show closer this week um, is... Uh, it's a weird. It's weird because uh, there's always like a billion tracks I want to choose. And it's get, it just gets super, super frustrating when sometimes you want to... Uh, choose a certain track but at the same time you don't um and that's that's genuinely all the fu- that's all the problems i tend to have all the time because that that tends to happen to me on more than than a regular basis um so fuck it i'm just gonna chuck it out the window um roll the dice and hope for the best this is uh our final goodbye as it were until November Pay 9. So uh, this has been David Lovell. We have recorded this, of course, at the infamous KW House in Stepney, East London. It's Shoot to Thrill by ACDC, which closes us out this week. We'll talk to you next week um, with lots of November Pain, Fallout, and, of course, our first look at what's happening at December to remember. Till then, we'll talk to you next week. Cheers. <laughs>